Uh, open your Bibles book, with the book of Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We're just going to use that as a springboard here tonight and, uh, and talk a, a little bit more about what we discussed this morning uh, about following Jesus and, and being followers, committed followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, I think this is an important, uh, uh, important subject matter for us to be uh, a follower of Jesus Christ. And I, I don't know um, uh, if we have grasped that subject. One of the greatest uh, needs that we have is for God's people to be absolutely committed absolutely sold out uh, to the lordship of Jesus Christ. We have too many who are just dipping their toe in the Lord's work and and not really going, uh, uh, you know, committing themselves and committing their lives. And, and, and I think that's one of the greatest needs for us to be absolutely sold out for the Lord. Uh, one of the challenges today is that fewer and fewer people are willing to make true commitments to Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe that it's going to make... Uh, that if we're going to make an impact in the community, it's going to take people that are committed. Uh, we're going to be starting this new program and reaching out uh, to, uh, to everyone, care, Christians actively reaching everyone. Uh, and it's more than just our meeting that we might have once a month here at the church. There's going to be, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weekly, it's a daily activity. Uh, we're, we, we, we don't want to just show up on that one day of the month and say that, well, okay, we've done our job. But it's every time the doors are open, we want to uh, put into place a system of caring for everyone. Uh, and, uh, and we'll look at different ways of how that we can all work together to reach the lost in our community. Listen, God has put this church in a very unique position uh, when you look at the different churches around the state of Florida and where the churches are located and what the population is like in the areas around them, um, God has put us in a very good spot here in, in Orlando. And, and if we can't uh, capitalize on that and be able to reach the, the thousands, I mean literally thousands of people that are around us, uh, uh, then, then shame on us. Uh, it, you know, we, I just did a search the other day uh, uh, trying to figure out how we could do a mail-out. And, I, you know, I found this website, and they calculate how many addresses, residential addresses there are, and according to how far away from this spot. And so I calculated how, how many uh, residential addresses there was uh, uh, one mile away from here. And it was over 5,000. Um, I thought that was a little low. Uh, I went out about three miles and it was like 11,000. Uh, I still think that's kind of low, uh, the amount of residences. That's individual residents. That don't count people. That's houses, residents. And, 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 and uh, the, the number around us is, is amazing. And, uh, and we need to be committed so that we can do our part to reach those people. Um, it, it, there, there was a quote uh, sometime on Facebook uh, sometime back and it says respect yourself enough to walk away from anything that no longer serves you grows you or makes you happy and everybody was saying like 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 but listen that's unbiblical that's unbiblical uh, this is the culture we live in today everyone wants to be self centered they want to, uh, to be served themselves they want uh, everything to revolve around them 
and, and that's not the way it, it, uh, that our, our Christian walk should be. It's easy uh, to, to read something on Facebook and forget about what's in his book. And, and apply the principles from his book in our lives rather than something that just sounds interesting. Everyone wants others to do something for them. They say, uh, what's in it for me? Well, what's, what's in this thing for me? Um, we are called to serve. In, in Matthew 20, 28, uh, Jesus says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, uh, but uh, to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. We are called to follow him. We are called to, to serve him. We are called to walk in his steps, to do what he did. I, I, I look at uh, Christians today and, and, and some are flourishing and others are floundering. Uh, some are making an impact and, and, and others are making no impact whatsoever. Uh, some are maturing in Christian walk, growing up spiritually. Others are drying up spiritually. Uh, some are growing older with grace and a godly influence. Others are just growing older. I pray that God will challenge us to be those who are sold out to Jesus Christ. To be those who are committed followers of Jesus Christ. That's what I desire. That's what should be your desire to be everything that God wants you to be. Book of Luke, chapter 9, verse number 23. And he said to them all, this is a mass invitation. It's a mass invitation. If any will come after me, listen, it's a choice. We have to make that choice. It's a choice. You've got to want to do it. If any will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. It's a commitment. It's a commitment to take up our cross daily and follow me. It's not about serving me. It's about serving the Lord. To take up the cross meant to carry the burden of a cross till death. To make a commitment in your life. True follower, we talked about Peter this morning, how Jesus told him how what, what form of death he was going to have. and He could have bailed on Jesus right about then, but he didn't. He, he, he committed his life and he followed Jesus throughout his life. Um, a true follower of Jesus is willing to take up his cross and follow him daily. Don't follow the world. Listen, the world's not going to lead you to happiness. It's not going to lead you to peace. It's not going to lead you to success with God. Don't follow everything you see on Facebook. And I have Facebook, and I like it. It's a good form of communication. I'm able to communicate with friends around the world that I've made down through the years. But everything you, that someone puts on Facebook doesn't line up with his book. And we need to make sure that we... Uh, if we're going to like something, like something that aligns with God's Word. There's a new book out that it's called Not a Fan. Um, that it, that it's a good book. If you can get it, uh, I think it would be a good book for you to read if you just want a book to read, Not a Fan. 
There are many fans of Jesus, uh, but not many followers of Jesus. They, 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 uh, I, I want to encourage us to be uh, to, to, to a greater level of commitment to Jesus. There, there's a lot of people that kind of hang around to Jesus for the benefits. The story in, in, in John 6 tells a story of 5,000. Many people had come uh, to, to have become fans of Jesus. They, they came and they got a big meal. They had their fish sandwiches. They had their fish and their bread. You remember the story of the little boy? 5,000 men plus the women. And, and, and uh, they, they were all excited about getting this free meal. But uh, later, Jesus said what really, uh, what really means to be committed, uh, what it means to be committed to him. And then in John chapter 6, verse 66, it says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. There were many following him for the benefits. I wonder how many of us are following the Lord for the benefits. What he can do for me. What can he, what, how he can bless me. How can he help me. I wonder how many follow him for that. If we're not careful, we too will find ourselves following him for the benefits. But we don't want to get close enough that will require anything from us. Well, I want to talk today about three commitments that I want to challenge you with today. First of all, I want to talk about the commitment to God's Son in salvation. You need to and must make a commitment uh, to surrender to Jesus as your Savior. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 36, it says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. He, he was their Savior. He was their Christ, the Messiah. When they heard this, they were convicted. And, and, and then he said in verse number 37, he says, uh, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? A commitment to God's Son. They needed to commit their life to Him. That's what we need to do to make a commitment uh, to our life to Jesus Christ. Have you made that commitment? Have you made that kind of commitment in your life? Or are you a fan? Are you there for the benefits? Are you there to see what you can get from Him? What kind of a commitment do you have in your life? Later in the book of Acts, we find uh, the, the Lord sent Peter to the Gentile centurion, a man named Cornelius. God wanted everyone to know that God wants to save everybody. He's not a respecter of persons. I want you to know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is available to every living, uh, breathing uh, uh, human being in the entire world. There is no group or subgroup of people that the gospel is not available. It's not according to what race, it's according to the human race. And that's the race that we are to reach. Um, sometimes some people need to get over some things that they've grown up with that should not be in their life. 
as a church, we're going to be talking about that, a resolution that was brought up at the APA. And, and uh, we didn't understand that, God, the, that Jesus told us to go into all the world. All nations is what the Bible says. All nations everywhere. And um, carry the gospel to them. Uh, the Jews didn't always like it. They had problems with taking it to the Gentiles. Uh, they were kind of an exclusive group. They felt like that God was their God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, the Israelites. And, 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 and they found out that God was available to other people who wasn't of the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they, they had issues with it. They had problems with it. In Acts 10, 36, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Of all. Lord means master. Later in the book of Acts, Paul makes a commitment to be a follower of Jesus. In Acts chapter 9, you, you remember the story about the salvation of, of, of Saul at the time. His name later was changed to Paul. In Acts chapter 13, begins. <laughs> <clears throat> he begins his ministry preaching Jesus and planting churches. We've talked about that. We've referred back to Acts chapter 13, and it's a wonderful study to read through that. And I love that portion of Scripture uh, where, where the missionaries are sent out. I have, a, I have a, 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 a love for God-called church-sent missionaries. Because they're doing what God has instructed them to do. They're active in being the church. I love uh, y'all. Y'all missed a fantastic message on, at the missioner at the APA, Brother Chase Reynolds. The, the famous quote for the the night was: "Every church sends somebody somewhere. Every church sends somebody somewhere." And I'm thankful to God that we have a church that's doing that. We were, we were on board before he gave his message. But I hope there's a whole bunch of other churches that get on board. To send somebody somewhere. Paul was involved in that. And I enjoyed reading and studying about that starting in Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 16, he finds himself in jail. Uh, in Philippi, there's an earthquake. The jailer comes down before him and says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And in and, and, and 1631, he says, and he said, he said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Uh, make a commitment to the Son of God, to God's Son. Um, believe, commit your life to Jesus, and you will be saved. Believe on the Lord, the Master, the Savior, for forgiveness. When we receive Jesus Christ our Savior, He takes up residence in our heart. Um, when we see Him as Lord, we recognize His authority. Many people don't see Him as Lord in their lives. They, uh, I, I want to challenge you today to make Him not only your Savior, but your Lord. I'm convinced that when you do that, it will make a difference in how you live. Um, some of us have struggles in life. And when I say struggles, we do things that we should not have do. And I'll tell you what, we can get some of that mess out of our lives if we'll make a strong commitment to Jesus. 
and live for him and stop serving ourselves. We will get some of that mess out of our life and we'll be more effective for the cause of Christ. I'm convinced that when we make a commitment to Christ, it will make a difference in how we live. It will make a difference in your priorities. Jesus is my Lord when I'm committed to doing his will. When you're committed to doing whatever Jesus says, then he is our Lord. The story is told of a young preacher, just a little, little boy, and I don't remember the man's name. I, I should have looked it up. didn't plan on telling the story. The, the, the preacher that was preaching, he preached a wonderful message and he said to give your offerings to the Lord. And he held the plate up and people came around and put the offering in the plate. This little boy came along and he came up to the plate. He didn't have any money. And he, he said, put the plate down. Lower the plate and the preacher kept making it lower and lower. He said, a little lower. Until he was putting it down on the ground. The little boy stepped up into the plate. Tell you what, that's what Jesus wants. That's what Jesus wants. He wants us to get into the plate. And give of ourselves. That's the kind of commitment that, that Jesus is looking for. Uh, Jesus is my Lord when I'm willing to serve him. God saved us to serve him. I want you to serve him. I want to serve him. Don't you? Don't you want to serve the Lord? I don't want to be uh, a whatnot on the shelf somewhere. Uh, some of you, I, I don't want to dabble too much with this, but some, some of you ladies might have some little trinkets and things that you collect and I'm up, you hide your faces. <laughs> Have little little things that you collect. You see it on TV and the advertising. You know the special price, and you find yourself. You got all these little things everywhere and whatnots, and um, you have to go around every once in a while and dust them. If you don't, you've got a mess. <laughs> Listen, we don't want to be that kind. Of, we don't want to be a whatnot sitting on the shelf of God's room. We we want to be something. We, <laughs> We want to be that remote control. <laughs> it's it, it used quite a bit. It gets used quite a bit. Uh, we don't want to be that little little pretty thing off to the side. We want to be that be be that uh, uh, that that remote control. Um, Ephesians two ten. We mentioned that this morning. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Jesus is my Lord. When to know him intimately becomes the obsession of my life. <coughs> How much do you desire to know Jesus as your Savior? Like Paul said in Philippians, in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, he says, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. I want to challenge you today to have him as Savior and Lord to make a commitment to God's Son. The second thing I want us to look at is that a commitment, excuse me, to God's Word. 
When we talk about God's Son, that's, the, that's God's incarnate, in the flesh word. But here, I want to talk about God's inspired word, the Bible. The Bible. I'm afraid many Christians only give lip service uh, to the Bible. They, uh, I believe the Bible until it interferes with what I want to do. We, uh, until it tells me something I don't want to hear. We want to pick and choose. I, um, I took a trade last week to Golden Corral. <laughs> and, and you've been there. You know, you can go through the line and you can see something. Boy, that looks good. I think I'll take that. Look over and say, I don't think I'll take that. You kind of go through the line. You pick and choose what you want. You know, some people treat the God's word that way. They go through it and say, hey, I like that part. But this part, I, I don't think I want that part. I, I want to I wanna leave, leave that one for someone else. Let someone else have that part of God's word. Listen, you can't treat God's word that way. You, you can't take his word uh, bits and pieces with the parts that you like and leave out the parts that you don't like. I understand that God's word sometimes hits close to home and it hurts. I understand that. It, it, I'm affected the same way you are. Uh, some things are hard to do. But we must accept and make a commitment to his word. Um, the basic scripture that most of you know is in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration. That means God breathed. Of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Uh, God has given us a guidebook for our lives, and we need to make a commitment to God's Word and the principles of His Word. If we're going to be a Christian that flourishes, instead of floundering, you're going to have to make a commitment to the Bible. How many have never read the Bible? How many have never gone through it one time? Don't raise your hand. It says for doctrine. For doctrine. That, that means what, what is right. Okay, we, we, we learn about love and joy and peace and gentleness. We, we, the, the Bible's good to, to know what's right. And, and, and then it goes on. It also says for reproof. That means what's not right. What's not right? The things that we're supposed to stay away from and be warned about. Anger. Malice. You know what? If they would come to church more often, they would know what's going on. Malice. Words that cause hurt. Words that cause pain. Why would they want to wear that to church? They, they just, that just doesn't fit their body type. Make all kinds of comments like this. Things that hurt. That person thinks they're right about everything. Malice. Bible says we're to, it's for reproof. The things that are not right. Gossip. Oh boy. Do you know who I saw at that place? I'll tell you what I think is going on. 
Gossip. Preacher, I have to tell you this, and this really happened. Preacher, I have to tell you this because God doesn't want me to tell a lie. Listen, you don't have to tell everything you know, even if it's true. Okay? Let me ask you this question. Do you want someone telling everything they know about you, even if it's true? Yeah. All right? Gossip. Gossip. And, and then it says correction. We, 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 we talk about uh, what is right um, uh, for doctrine, for reproof, what's not right, uh, for correction, how to get right. Uh, in First John 1, 9, it says that we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How to get right, to confess your sins. How often do we struggle with these issues in your life and, and you come into convictions about, during, uh, about it during the services and sit there and fight the Holy Spirit about coming to this altar and pray to get help to get you through your problems. How often does that happen? It's no wonder we feel sad and discouraged because you come here to hear God and when He, when he speaks to your heart, we ignore Him and walk out of here just like He came in. Listen. I know we have issues. All of us have issues. If we're not willing to bring it before the Lord and make it right and figure out uh, solutions to those issues, we're, our lives are never going to change. We're never going to be different. We're going to continue on and go into the motions like we've been doing for many years already. A commitment to God's Word. Commitment to God's Word for instructions in righteousness. How to Stay Right. How to Stay Right. It's a great book. And if we commit to His Word, it will tell us what is right, what is not right, how to get right, and how to stay right. It's a good book. We also need to continue in His Word. In John chapter 8, verses 31 32, it says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him, If you continue in My Word... Then you are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What does it mean to continue? It means to read it over and over. Some of us are still working on the first time. Jesus talked about the profession of their faith, uh, those which believed on them. Then he talked about the proof of their faith. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. When we hear the word, then we shall obey the word. James chapter 1 verse 20 says, 22 says, be, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Another way to put that is, listen, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you're only fooling yourselves. How often are we fooling ourselves? Ephesians 5.25, and I'm thankful for this verse because I need all, all the help. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Listen, we're not born with that knowledge of how to love our spouses, how to love our children, how to love one another. It's got to be learned. God has information about that in the book. Not on Facebook, but in His book. 
he has some information about that, and we need to we need to cling on to that. We husbands are taught how to live our lives in, in Ephesians 5:25. Not only do we have a commitment to God's Son and commitment to God's word, but lastly, I want to look at a commitment to God's will. It's not always easy. It's not always easy. Paul was sent to some difficult places. We and when he entered a city. There was either a revival or there was a riot. <laughs> you know, he, he just did. He, you know, most preachers, you know, they go to the town. They, they're they're going to preach a revival. They, they're looking for the best, uh, the best hotel in town. They want to make sure they're real comfortable while they're there preaching a revival. I think Paul was going to check out the prison. I wonder, wonder how comfortable I'm going to be in his prison. Because <laughs> that's where he ended up a lot of times. In prison. Wonder how committed we would be if that's where our destination was going to be. How much we would do for the Lord if that was on our schedule to end up. Commitment. Following God's will is not easy. Following God's will may mean a career change. You say, preacher, I, I, that's just too much. It might. I don't know. I don't know God's will for your life. I don't know what God is calling anyone to do. I, I'm, I'm dealing with myself. Okay? I, I try my best to, to know His will for my life. And, and each and every one of us need to do the same thing. Um, following God's will most likely would mean adjusting your schedule. Following God's will takes time. Commitment of our time. So, well, I, I just don't have time to do what God wants me to do. Really? Is that what we're going to stand before him one day and say? I don't have time to do what God has told me to do. Don't you want to know and do the will of God? In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Be not conformed to this world. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Listen, you don't want to be in the mold that the world has, the, the world offers. You don't have to follow every new fad in the world. You shouldn't be pressured to compromise your beliefs to be in line with the world. Be transfer, transformed. Be changed from what you are, uh, from what you were before your salvation. Are you different than you were before you got saved? Think differently. Think differently. Act differently. First, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things uh, become new. How? By the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You've got to know Scripture. You've got to know Scripture. You not only need to get into the book, the book needs to get into you. And you begin to think 
in the ways of God because the God's word is in your life. It's in your heart. It's in, in your mind. You've got to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, God doesn't play cat and mouse game with you. He wants you to know his will. He wants you to know what his wants, he, he wants for you to do. You, you will find God's will in the word of God. Uh, you'll, you'll find God's will in the peace of God. No, uh, when you do his will, you will have peace about what you're doing. He'll give you peace when, he knows, when you know that you're doing God's will. You'll find God's will in the people of God. Psalm 1.1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. The other side of that is, is that you walk in the counsel of the godly. It is wise to seek the counsel of godly people. Young people, understand that your parents and your teachers, they love you. They love you. Some things that they say is hard to accept. It goes against everything that the world tries to fit us into the mold. But they love you and they're trying their best to give you some godly advice. And you would do well if you would listen to them. Young person's life can be changed dramatically the sooner that they realize that older people are not old-fashioned. They're more informed. They've been there. They've been right where you are, and they have some godly advice that you would do well to listen to. It will help you make good decisions. It's, it's wise counsel to talk to godly people about your occupation or your future spouse. There was a day when the parents arranged marriages. Young people says, there ain't no way. I, hey, I understand. I, I, I was there. I understand. But I tell you what, there's some wisdom in having the support of godly people when you find someone that you think you're going to marry. If godly people around you think that it's a bad idea, you better listen to them. You better listen to them. Go ahead and find that person that you think that you just can't live without. Um, that special person's going to come. But listen, if godly people in your life cannot be supportive of this, you better watch it. You better be careful. Uh, they don't have to pick them for you. They'll let you pick them for them. But listen to godly advice, whether it be your parents or uh, if you don't have godly parents, godly friends in the church, don't be afraid to get their advice in these kind of matters. They're important. Financial decisions, listen to godly people. In Psalm 143.10 it says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. <laughs> It doesn't say, teach me to know your will. It says, teach me to do your will. The problem most of the time is not knowing, but doing. Most of us know what we ought to do. The problem is we don't do what we ought to do. God made us to love Him. 
In Matthew 12, 22, 37, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. God made us to love him. God made us to serve him. And God made us to tell others about him. That's the life. That's the Christian life that you ought to seek in your life. The question is, am I going to do the will of God? Not just know it, but am I going to do it? What about you this evening? What about your commitment to following Jesus with your life? The Lord spoken to your heart. When was the last time you just said, God, take me? And just come and just clean, clean your slate with God here in, here in the front in the altar. Just say, God, I don't know what, what's in the future, but I just, I just know that I want to be a follower of you. When was the last time? Bow for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your son. Thank you, Lord, for your will in our lives. And I pray, dear Lord, that we would be the people that you would have us to be. Help us, Lord. Help us all to search and plead to find out your will for our lives as we go through this life, Lord. We know that you love us and you want the best for us. We want, to, we want to just be the best for you because you gave us your best. Gave us your life. Lord, you haven't asked us to die for you, but you have asked us to live for you. And I pray that we will do that with all of our heart, with all of our might. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.